we become what we think about. That opened the door to a whole new world of possibility for me that's never been closed. So let's dive a little bit deeper into this idea of you become what you think about most of the time. Welcome to the Prosperity Rx Podcast. This is pharmacist Keith Abel with your prescription for prosperity. This is a podcast where I give you hope. I show you the path toward building a life of peace and prosperity, to build a life that you don't need a vacation from. If you're willing to own up to it, to accept that you do have the power to change your circumstances, and that you're willing to do what it takes, then this podcast is for you. You truly can change your life and start on the true path for financial peace and prosperity. W. Clement Stone in his book, The Success System That Never Fails, said, if you cannot save money, the seed of success is not in you. So let's get on with the show. I heard a story about a man riding a horse at breakneck speed. It appears he's going someplace really important. Now a man standing alongside the road shouts, where are you going? To which the rider yells back, I don't know, ask the horse. This seems to be essentially the story I'm hearing from lots of people today. They're riding on the horse of circumstances, their habits or, or the horse of other people's expectations. Now, if that describes you, it's time to grab the reins and move your life in the direction where you really want it to go. Now, one of the defining moments of my life occurred in 1988 when I somehow got a copy of a cassette tape recording of Earl Nightingale called The Strangest Secret. Now, the central message was this, we become what we think about. That opened the door to a whole new world of possibility for me that's never been closed. So let's dive a little bit deeper into this idea of you become what you think about most of the time. In 1989, a Buddhist spiritual text called How to Live Without Fear and Worry stated, the thought manifests as the word, the word manifests as the deed, the deed develops into a habit, and the habit hardens into character. Now the words in this spiritual text actually echo what Buddha said more than 2,500 years ago. We are what we think. All that we are arises with our thoughts. With our thoughts, we make the world. Now in modern times, this sentiment was expressed in, a, uh, in relation to sowing and reaping in 1950 in the, the Sunday News and Tribune of Jefferson City, Missouri. It was expressed as, sow a thought, reap a word. Sow a word, reap a deed. Sow a deed, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character and reap a destiny. Now, my favorite version of this idea comes from a, an American entrepreneur, Frank Outlaw. He's the late president of the Bilo stores. His version goes like this. Watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Now, I've been in the marketing business for most of my life, and I've heard different versions of what Earl Nightingale said, but I never really understood it until I watched a movie called The Secret. Now, after I watched this film, I reflected on the ideas that were expressed about the law of attraction. I began to understand just how powerful our thoughts are, just how much what we think about affects our lives in every way. 
I began to see examples of this in, in Scripture. I began to see how people like Joyce Myers and Joel Olstein are able to tap into this concept with their motivational sermons. There are so many things today that consume our thoughts. I know that in my own life, I found that when I changed what I thought about most, when I began to concentrate on what I wanted to achieve or have, instead of concentrating on my failures or, or what I lack, only then be, change began to happen in my life. Believe me, when you go through unemployment, there's lots of different things of, of lack in your life that you can dwell on. But I decided that through that entire ordeal that I would concentrate my thoughts on what I wanted to accomplish in life, to concentrate on the things that I wanted to become and to have. And you know what? I felt better every day. I had purpose. I felt as though I could have or become anything. And with that new mindset, I saw opportunities before me that I'd never seen otherwise. I met people that would make a difference in my life. People like Dr. Wallach and Brandy Brogdon and folks like Dr. Corey Goad and Tom Chenault and Eric Worre and Ray Higdon. I would have never met them had I not been concentrating on future success instead of present or past failures. Because of my unemployment, I began working more on personal development. I began reading books written by some of the most influential and successful people of our times, as well as throughout history. Book after book, video after video, speaker after speaker. Andrew Carnegie, Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, uh, Henry Ford, Walt Disney, Vince Lombardi. They all seem to express one common thing. The same thing that Earl Nightingale said. You become what you think about most of the time. This idea is really consuming. You become what you think about most of the time. Begs to answer the question, what do I think about most? Jim Rohn said, when you know what you want, and you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to get it. What do I want? To be self-employed? More money? Things? Time freedom? What do I really want? Zig Ziglar said the chief cause of failure and unhappiness is trading what you want most for what you want right now. And outstanding people have one thing in common, an absolute sense of mission. So what do I really want? According to Napoleon Hill, the starting point of all achievement is desire. Keep this constantly in mind. Weak desires bring weak results, just as a small amount of fire makes a small amount of heat. He also said that riches do not respond to wishes. They respond only to definite plans backed by definite desire through a constant persistence. So what do I want? Where do I start? Jim Rohn said if you go to work on your goals, your goals will go to work on you. And if you go to work on your plan, your plan will go to work on you. Whatever good things we build, end up building us. So that's where I started. I looked at where I've been and where I'd like to go in the future. Albert Einstein once said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results. So I asked myself the question, if I keep on doing what I've been doing, will I get there? Well of course the answer was no. So for the very first time in my life I mapped out both short-term and long-term goals. I began exploring ways to achieve them. I began thinking outside the box. I began to activate the law of attraction and to follow what Earl Nightingale said, you become what you think about most of the time. And that is when I began to meet people, the folks that I mentioned earlier, Dr. Wallach, Dr. Gold, Tom Chenault, Paul Crotal, Cheryl Morley. That's when I took a deeper look into the home-based business industry that they were all involved in. And I began to see just what the possibilities truly were. Every one of these people that I met followed the, the idea that Napoleon Hill stated so well, whatever the mind can conceive, and believe it can achieve. 
So I've taken a leap of faith and I've teamed up with all these fine people because I saw it. As Napoleon Hill also said, the person who takes no chances generally has to take whatever is left when others are through. And I was tired of the crumbs that were left over. I was sick and tired of working long hours making other people rich while, clung, while I clung on to the hope that I would be able to keep my health. Why? So I can work for corporate America until I died or until they decided I was no longer of use for them? Well, since I began following these folks and became part of their team, I've created a steady stream of income, a residual income that continues to come in despite the fact that I've taken time away from the business these last few years to, to work on some personal development, some professional development, and to work on my pharmacy career. I've created a stream of income that will continue to grow until one day I replace what I've been making working 70 hours a week for somebody else. To have that freedom is what consumes my thoughts most now. Freedom to spend time with my family and not worry about my income. Freedom to, be, to not be owned by a corporate job. Freedom to become all that I can become while helping others. As Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can do it. And I have now proven to myself that I truly can do it. What do you think about most? Do you think about the things that you don't have? Your lack of financial means to do the things you want, to have the things that you desire? Are you consumed with the thoughts about your debt? Maybe you think about or you worry about your health, how you can't seem to lose those extra pounds, or, or maybe it's your high blood pressure or your diabetes. Or maybe you think most about your lack of time, time to spend with your spouse or children, that field trip that you missed, or, or the weekend scouting event or the sporting events that you weren't able to attend. Are your thoughts consumed by your job, whether or not you'll get that promotion or constantly worried about whether or not you'll even keep your job or even be able to find another one? What do you really think about? I think for most of us, and certainly for me, what it came right down to is freedom. I wanted freedom, and my guess is so do you. You want options. You want to be of value to make an impact. What would that feel like? What would it feel like to be free? What would it feel like not to have an alarm clock? What would it feel like to take your son or daughter to the dentist without having to ask your boss's permission or to go to that school play or that Christmas pageant? What would it feel like? There's an even bigger question, though. Who do you want to be? What really changed for me is when I asked myself that question. I no longer want to be a statistic, working 70 hours per week, trading my time for money. I no longer want to be someone that... That to, to be with someone that questioned my worth. I no longer want to be someone that moped around and just was, wasn't even present. I no longer wanted to be any of that. So who did I want to be? I want to be somebody that makes an impact. I want to be somebody that touches, moves, and inspires people. Who, who do I want to be? Not just my why, because I have the, the same why for most of my life. I thought while I was working those 70 hours a week, I thought I was working towards my why. Focusing on who I want to be drives me and gives me the vision to keep going. Dr. Michael Beckwith says, pain pushes you until vision pulls you. So I ask you, what vision is pulling you after all? Do you want to become what you think about most? What are you thinking about most? Is, is your mind in control? Uh, uh, you know, uh, is your mind controlled by, by, by the bad economy or, or the recession or underemployment or unemployment or unfaithfulness of the company that you work for, the hurt of past relationships or, or the limitations of your formal education? Then your horse will be taking you towards scarcity, misery, and happiness. Where's your thinking taking you?
Is some wild horse of circumstance misdirecting you, or are you moving exactly in the direction of your dreams? I love the power of intentional choices. You can decide in advance what you're going to do and then change your actions to go along with that to reach your goals, to build your business, to find a job, and more. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please uh, click on the link on this page to, to share with others and to like it. Uh, if you found this through YouTube or another platform, then visit my podcast site at uh, prosperityrx.com. I'd love to talk with you about what, what, what you really want out of life. I'd love to show you how you, can make, uh, how you can make it so you can become what you think about most of the time. See you on the next post. Folks, this has been another episode of the Prosperity Rx Podcast, where we share with you your prescription for prosperity. Now's the best time to start taking control of your life. And as a loyal listener, I've put together a free course that you can take that will walk you through the steps of setting up and following a spending plan so your family can also get on the road of financial peace and prosperity. To get that course absolutely free, visit spendingplanclass.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I hope you like and share it. And in future episodes, I'll be covering many topics to teach you how to improve and to take control of your health, as well as topics that encourage savings and debt for you. After all, what good is your health if you have no wealth? And what good is your wealth if you have poor health? So be sure to subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It's Prosperity Rx Podcast. And be sure to subscribe to my blog, prosperityrx.com. 